shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay. Introducing Venture X, Capital One's new travel card for people always asking, Where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars, and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel, and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey everybody, it's Sam with Wrestling Overtime, and I'm here with the MLW results and thoughts for February 2020. And I don't know if you have been waiting for it, but I have been waiting for Filthy Island. Uh, and that is what this week's hour-long MLW YouTube ep- episode is about. And of course, MLW has to show the disclaimer that they have no affiliation, none, and do not assume any liability whatsoever in the event Filthy Allen is a fraudulent business venture. Wrestlers and fans assume all risk associating with journeying to Filthy Allen. Well, you knew that they were going to have to do something like this. As far as it being a fraudulent business venture, I'm not sure why they needed to put that in there, because Filthy Tom Lawler does not um, seem to me to be the type that is capable of even pulling off a fraudulent business adventure. I listen to him with Brian Alvarez all the time, and then, of course, I have watched him on New Japan Strong and, and MLW. It does not surprise me one bit that all of his sponsors have pulled out and that he didn't get his own filthy Allen. He he is having it in Hawaii and he has promised that there will be a thousand percent Von Eric free. Of course we all know that that's not going to happen. Um it starts off with him having to break the news to Dominic Garini that There is no spam, that everything is being held at port. And, uh, of course, Dominic has to remind Tom that that is the only sponsor they have, is spam. And that Filthy Allen needs the strong presence of spam there. Well, Lawyer decides to send Dominic down there to maybe handle it. And, um, that he can possibly, I don't know, 
get the get the job done. Then we find out that Rich and and Jared are not there to call the action, which disappoints me a little bit. I I, I wanted to hear that, but we have new announcers. They are Filthy Tom themselves, and Dan Lambert. And I was like, eh, I don't know about this. Uh, Dan Lambert cracks me up this whole show because he's basically trying to point out to Tom how bad this is. How absolutely awful this is. But he still wants to promote the King Mo and Low Key knockouts of knockouts too. And uh so that's why he's basically here. So I I think that it is absolutely hilarious. It's also pretty funny that Lambert also keeps putting down to Tom that Loki uh doesn't have the ability and the name recognition and the popularity to gather a crowd. Well, that's not really what Tom's wanting to hear since he'd like to make some money. But um, they do believe in Dominic. Now, I thought Dominic was going to get the spam. But then I noticed that there's spam all over their announcer's table. So maybe he came back. We didn't know it. I don't know. He's ready for his prize fight challenge. Now, in this prize fight challenge, he has taken on Mana Loa. And, uh, He's a pretty big dude. He's the uh, 14-time Polynesian Pacific champion. And he advocates a 100% Dole Whip, Dole Whip diet. And I... I don't know. I thought it was hilarious. Um, it's a knockoff on Tama Tonga and Tamaloa in the Bullet Club in New Japan. And... You have to see it to believe it. Um, of course, Dominic offers him a complimentary can of Spam, but uh, gets knocked down for his efforts. And Mona Loa actually splashes him and gets a two count on him. And I was like, <laughs> what is this? And of course, Dan Lambert is also <laughs> amazed and confused, but um, Dominic pleads his case to Filthy Tom about, you know, actually doing this. But um, Filthy Tom has to tell him, you know, you got to get back in the ring. So he gets back into the ring and he judo throws. Loa, and then guillotine chokes the life out of him. Now, probably for those of you who haven't seen this, and I'm trying to get you to watch MLW. 
They are... They say they're on Kevin Von Erich's property. They look like they're in someone's backyard. Um, the ring looks like a trampoline, but but it's not. It is a flat surface. It is square, and it has ring posts, but no ring ropes, and also no turnbuckle pads or anything like that. It does have quite a bit of give in it when they're taking bumps on it. However... I imagine by the sound that it's making that those are hard bumps that they are taking. Around it is um, a filthy white couch, some lawn chairs, uh, like I said, some dirt, uh, some grass. It appears to be somebody's backyard. And then there is a card table where... Uh, the announce team is with all the cans of spam and uh, it they are coming out to music played on a boombox from the 1990s through a curtain of beads that you can see through and it's just two by four set up that have some beads on them it's not really even a curtain or a doorway uh it it is pretty funny. Um, and then we find out where Rich and Jarrett St. Laurent actually are. Uh, because Tom Lawler throws it over to them and they are calling the action in the Azteca jungle fight that is happening in the dark, between Salvio Vega and the man of a thousand deaths, Mil Moretes. Uh, and they are somewhere in Mexico. And uh, Rich mentions that Alex ha- Hammerstone has decided to go to Filthy Allen. He wants some rest and uh, relaxation, and that he meets up with um, one, I'm trying to think um, he uh, meets up with Richard Holiday, the Caribbean champion. I was trying to think of what championship he had. I almost said Puerto Rico. But he has his Caribbean championship. Since they say that um they say that they have Los Parks, who are the tag team champions, have some words for Alexander Hammerstone. We see Los Parks, uh, all three of them, the two boys and their father. And they say they are definitely ready to defend their tag titles against Contra. They're going to be going up against uh, Simon Gulch. And Davari on March 3rd. But they believe that they need to bring more gold, more championship belts to their new boss since Azteca Underground has bought out their company. So LA Park mentions that and 
El Hedro says, well, what about Hammerstone's open weight championship? And he said, you know, I like the sound of that. Hammerstone is big on muscles, but very little on intelligence. So I guess that's going to be Hammerstone's next battle. I knew that he was probably done with Kruger when they said Kruger went off to Russia, but I kind of expected him to be around. I guess he's not. I don't know. But we see the Dynasty Brothers, Hammerstone and Holiday, um, kind of looking around. They're not actually at the event yet, but they have arrived on Filthy Island, and they're not really impressed with, you know, what is going on and where they are. They switches back to St. Laurent, and he notices that Selena de la Renta has arrived, and the referee has arrived. And they're kind of waiting for the fight to begin. And Selena then tells Rich and Jared that blood will pour from the Aztec temples. And uh, both of them decide that they probably should leave, but they're getting paid for this, and they know that they shouldn't. So they throw it back to Filthy for match two. So we get Kevin Q versus Zenshi. Now Kevin Q comes to his normal uh, Team Filthy music on the boombox. But Zenchi comes down out of the tree above the ring, and I was like, "How did he do that?" You know, uh, it was it was wild. Zenchi uh, face plants Kevin Koo down and um. This match was back and forth where there are no ring ropes. The moves they were making, obviously, they were throwing each other out of the ring instead of into uh, ring ropes. There was a point where Zenchi actually held on to a ring post in order to kick Kevin Koo. And then Kevin Koo gets him in a single leg crab. And Zinzi tries to grab for the rope. That's not there. So uh, it was it was an interesting match with no ropes. And they really brought it to your attention. There were, there were no ropes there. And what would happen to wrestling if there were no ropes in a fun way and an exciting way. Um, I thought a lot of their different moves uh, were were pretty creative and and original. Um, Kevin Koo does end up pinning Zensi with a bridging dragon suplex. 
for the win. And so, of course, Team Filthy is up now, two to nothing. So then they go to the Von Ericks. And they are at the highest point of the Von Erich Ranch in Hawaii. And Ross starts talking about how he wishes they could be in attendance to to support and help Loki tonight. And Marshall kind of looks at him like, why can't we be there? Who is, you know, Tom Lawyer to tell us that we can't be there? So they get in their Jeep and decide they're going to take off. Match three of the night is the Azteca jungle fight between Salvio Vega and Mil Mertes. Um, the pitcher and the satellite feed is fuzzy, and it goes in and out. Now, we find out this is obviously because satellite feeds cost a lot of money, according to Filthy Tom. And so Dan Lambert is like, did you not pay for good satellite feeds for this fight? And, of course, Tom is like, oh, yeah, of course. So uh, we see Vega confront Selena as they're waiting Mil Moretes to come. Well, he does. He actually comes out through the jungle and attacks Vega from behind. And the two men brawl throughout the jungle, um, picking up things. And as uh, St. Laurent says, getting dirty and everything. And the feed cuts out. This is where they tell us that they're going to give us a classic uh, MLW underground next week um, instead of MLW uh, Fusion. As they're telling us that, then the feed comes by and we see that uh, they are basically hitting each other. And I can't tell who hits who, but somebody gets knocked down and the feed goes out. So they decide, while they're trying to get the feed back, that they will go to Alicia's exclusive interview with TJP. And he thinks that she is giving him publicity and is wanting to talk to him about going after titles and other things. Of course, she tells him that she has to talk to him about how things went with Botu Dao after those two lost to La Parks in their tag team championship shot. And 
he says, well, you know, I've been asked about this a lot. I'm kind of getting tired of it. He said over the course of his 22 years in the ring, he's accomplished a lot. He's He said, you should see my trophy room at my house. It's filled with a lot of junior and cruiserweight um, championships. He talks about how he's been part of tag team titles and all of that. He also starts talking about the work he does and how he gives back and that he is just like LeBron James. That sometimes he has to bring his partners kicking and screaming to victory. But Dow was a completely different story. He said he couldn't get him to understand what winning time was. Well, Alicia then kind of proceeds to piss him off, upset him greatly, whatever you want to say, because she says that he used bullying behaviors to Dow. And TJP is like, I think that's a little bit much. Uh, Dow can't really get the job done. And then it appeared to me, and it's probably because I like TJP, that he was making a joke to Alicia. She she took it as he was bullying again and making fun. But uh, TJP said, you know, that... Uh, with his, with Dow's height, that he's always uh, looking up to him, and uh, then she proceeds again to say, "Well, that's that's making fun of him. That's bullying." And TJP makes a comment. I thought this was about something else, and gets up and basically leaves, and. I thought this was amusing how they're making a big deal out of this. But I hope this isn't a continuing storyline. I know that TJP will have to face Dow at some point. But I hope it's a squash match and and they just move on. However, I have a funny feeling that they will have Dow beat him as the uh, protege uh, beats his mentor. And then we'll have to have another battle. I don't want to see all that, but we'll have to wait and see how MLW does it. Then we get Gringo Loca, who last week, I guess, was the first time I actually had seen him. And he, according to Filthy Tom, is going to be the representative of uh, Libra style lucha libra style wrestling and he is against rocky romero who is representing new japan rocky romero kind of can't believe that this is who tom lawyer has set him up with uh they try to 
you know, get into a test of strength. Rocky ends up kicking Loco in the gut and monkey flipping him. As they do that, apparently, I think the referee splits his pants. And so there's problems with that. And um, Rocky ends up getting him in a surfboard stretch. And um, Loco finally lariats Rocky and locks, does a leg lock on him. And then tries to pretzel Rocky on the mat. And Rocky has to escape, and he keeps yelling at Filthy Tom. And they exchange, you know, chops and everything. But uh, this gets a little crazier than the other matches, because at one point, um, Rocky gets thrown... And kicked onto the filthy white sofa that I was telling you guys about the couch. And Loka runs like he's going to dive through the ropes or something. And it ends up hitting him with a senton. And it, of course, tips the couch over. And I was like, what are they doing? Uh, But then finally at the end... Rocky got him with a knee lift and then used the ring post to do a tornado DDT that was pretty awesome for the pin. And, of course, Team Filthy is now 3-0. and Well, as they're talking about the match, then the feed returns. So they go back to Mexico. And you see Vega... Fighting away at Mil Mertes, and he kind of hits Vega in the chest and starts choking him with a vine. And the feed starts going out, and you're like, what are they doing? Well, no, the feed now is taken over by Contra. So we get Samuel, and he is calling out Jordan Oliver from Injustice. He calls him a child. He tells him, you know, that he is naive to consequences and that he really should have stayed in the kiddie pool and not tried to come play with the big kids in the big pool. And now he's going to pay for it, um, courtesy of Jacob, that too, that if he wants his championship bout, then March 3rd it will be. And I was like, okay, okay. Um, then, I guess Contra releases the feed. So, we see again that Vega is fighting Maritez off and you hear thump thunder and looks like it's gonna rain and, and Vega knocks 
Mill down, and Mill takes some shots to his his midsection, and we see that Vega now has a crowbar. But Mill Moretes grabs a hold of it and kicks at Vega and gets a hold of the crowbar and hits him with it. So out appears Selena de Lorenta and she tells Moretes to finish the job. So it looks like he's going to hit him again with the crowbar, but he doesn't. He pins him. So he gets the victory. Well, Selena then gives him a shovel and he starts digging a grave for Vega and they kind of hurry up and cut the feet. Well, at this time, then we get uh, Rich Holiday and Alexander Hamilton show up. And Filthy Tom is, of course, um, sucking up to them. Uh, Holiday is not impressed. He keeps pointing out that there's a dead fish and that there's a Starbucks cup and, and all, and, and, you know, Filthy Tom tells them all, there's a, there's a VIP couch. And, of course, Holiday is like, no, that's gross. Um, Hammerstone is all about it, though. He sits on the couch. Holiday screams at him, you got to get off that couch. It's nasty. Um, Tom gives him some spam. He tries to get um, Holiday to eat it. And Holiday looks at him like he is a bug on his shoe. And gets Hammerstone out of there as fast as he can. Uh, but Hammerstone says to Tom as they're leaving, keep the spam coming. And I was just like, you've got to be joking me here. Uh, but we're finally at the main event. And we're getting Loki versus King Mo. Now... They set this up pretty perfectly. Dan Lambert says he's not sure about this referee. And the reason why he's not is because he thinks that he is not clear on wrestling and that he is not making the moves to get into position to see when Loki would actually tap, and it could be dangerous for Loki if this referee does not stop it in time, and King Mo would hurt him. So the bell rings, and Loki immediately gets some shots in. Mo dumps him on, the, on uh, dumps his legs and sizes seizes the legs as he lifts and. He slams him down extremely hard. Um, King Mo is focusing on, it would be the left leg. And Mo ended up putting Loki up on his shoulders. 
And when he did, Loki wrapped his legs around him and got a triangle uh, choke on him. So Mo falls down and Dan Lambert says King Mo was reaching for the ropes to break the triangle choke. He was crawling and reaching for the ropes. You have to remember there's no ropes. To the referee, it looked like he was tapping. So he ends the match, and the winner is low-key. However, Team Filthy decides they're not ready for this to be over, so they swarm low-key and start beating him down as the Von Erics arrive in their Jeep that they drive up to the ring, and you see Marshall Van Erich jump the windshield, land on the hood, and then jump into the ring. They start beating Team Filthy. Uh, they said it was low-key. I thought it was Ross Von Erich. But it may have been Loki. Picks up Filthy Tom, slams him into the windshield of the Jeep while everyone else is taking care of King Mo and Dominic and Kevin Q and all that. It this was just a a fun episode. This they did not portray this as serious leading up to it. Uh, last week when they were previewing it, they didn't, you know, preview it as it being serious, and they didn't take themselves serious tonight. Granted, we're not 100% sure what happened to Vega in the jungle with Selena, whether he got buried or not, but otherwise, Filthy Tom's Island was funny, it was and I, I liked it. Now, I know that a lot of serious wrestling um, reviewers would have thrown a fit. And, you know, if I would have saw WWE or AEW or somebody like this do this, if they had presented it like MLW did... Like I said, leading up to this, it wasn't serious. If AEW would do this, I would be fine with it. Fighter Fest last July, I think it was, where Kenny Omega was kind of, you know, making fun of um, the Fire Fest festival. And it was showing him spending money and not getting anything and all that. I... I thought that was funny. That was fine with me. So don't write me at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com and and tell me, oh, if WWE would have done this, you wouldn't have, you would have ripped them. Well, no, not if they would have presented it like this. Um, like I said, MLW wasn't presenting this as a serious episode, a serious pay-per-view, or anything like that. And so th- I think that's the reason why I enjoyed it. 
I was expecting it to be funny. I was expecting it to be stupid. I wasn't expecting to tune in, you know, for an hour of serious wrestling. So, you know, that's where it goes. So if you want to see something along the lines of the talking chop, only not quite as uh, much cussing and, and everything, then tune into this. This this is good, clean fun. Anyway, if you guys have any questions or comments, problems or protests, let me know at wrestlingovertime at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. The DMs are always open at Wrestling Overtime, and I will be talking to you guys soon. I'll see you down the road. Holidays are here, and so is fashionable fitness. Gift yourself a Samsung Galaxy Z Flip 3 5G, a phone that folds in half to literally stand on its own. Pair it with the Galaxy Watch 4 for ultimate wellness and wow factor. Check health stats, flex personal records. Over 90 activities can be tracked, like biking, swimming, golfing, and more. Invest in yourself with tech made to crush goals. Holidays open up with Galaxy. Shop it all at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with Carrier. Products sold separately. Shop on eBay this holiday season to get more for your dough on stand mixers mm. or get more for your buck on this season's hottest tech and gaming gear. And on eBay, you can even get more <gasps> bling for less cha-ching on jewelry. You can get more because you save more on premium brands with eBay's exclusive deals. Get more when you get it on eBay.